0: Check, check. Check, check these, t- to- test, test on my levels. Levels, levels, levels. There we
1: go.
0: Alright, y'all ready? Yes, sir. Yeah. Excellent. Let's start. This is the quick strip. <laughs> Welcome back. Infinite Playlist of Geek Network is here, and we are ready to add the juiciest tunes for your listening pleasures. I am your host, Hostway, and this week's theme is Best Live Tracks. Music? Yes. We'll get to those in a second, but first we'll find out who's around the table. Sadly, we don't have T-Dog. I'm so sorry, T-Dog. We'll get you here next week. I promise you. But of course, we do have some Um,
1: Since I've been gone, I can breathe for the first time. (laughs) <laughs> i thought i want it all and yeah yeah but it's true that i get just what i want since i've been gone
0: cool cool i hope you get everything you want because i want you to get everything you want krezen i care for you and of course as always we're gonna have keith hey guys i love kelly clarkson so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like she's great like she's a badass Dude. bitch
1: see that <laughs> i'll say this that song fucking rocks
2: like, oh yeah totally it's just, it's just okay,
0: like... yeah it is a great song
2: she can wail, too. Like, her voice is awesome. So, yeah. When she lets go. She started doing some kind of, like, middle-of-the-road pop shit. And I'm like, no, go back to where you're just tearing things up. I love that shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: fuck, yeah. It's so funny I got, that you brought up Kelly Clarkson Kelly Clarkson specifically because in relation to, in, in relating to news, something super fucking dope happened today. Now, I think I've mentioned before that I'm not really big in country, but, I'm going to support this dude 100%. And this week, a video surfaced from The Voice. Yes, the show. Oh, I and saw it, that. And the contestant was a dude named Tanner Gomes. And he's beautifully sang this song called uh, yeah, Cowboys and Angels, I believe it was called. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm obviously not familiar with the song, but it was great. And he actually got got chosen by, by three of the judges out of the four. <laughs> not the country one. But honestly, for the best. Fuck you, yeah. Blake. Anyway... <laughs> The reason why this was so important, because I actually went to high school with this guy. Tanner Gomes, like, we were from the same class. Like, this dude, I can't... I can't remember exactly if he actually got kicked out of prom or they made him just readjust himself because they were almost going to kick him out of prom because he was already... He was a wild fucking dude. Like, he took out basically, like, his shirt and he was just, like, in his pants and his vest. So he wasn't, like, being, like, n- nude or anything, but obviously, like, the teachers knew who Tanner was and they just made him, like, fix himself. So... It was so cool, and he he even like, because he even asked him, "Hey, buddy, like, where are you from?" And like, and like those bullshit questions, like, and he could have just said, "From Nashville, Tennessee," like, just like to for him to start his career. But fuck no, literally said, "You, Arizona," and then Nashville, Tennessee, like where he's kind of like setting his roots now. But he fucking called out you, Arizona, on television, and that was fucking awesome. So way to go, Tanner. And the first one to to fucking buzz in was Kelly Clarkson, and then it was at the same time it was uh, John Legend and Gwen Stefani. And he went. He went with um, Kelly Clarkson. So kudos yeah. for him. Congratulations, dude. Fucking a. Fucking go far, dude. So that was awesome. <laughs> uh, so now we can get down to some recommendations because that also happened d- during the week. We found some sweet stuff that we want. To, we want to share. Like the Gorillas finally released their all of their uh, was it Sound Machines song uh, song machines EPs into one full album. And it was much more enjoyable that way. All of them collectively, God damn it, did I miss uh, Gorillas? Last time we had, what, what was it, the Humans effort from 2016? Fuck, mm-hmm. that, and that was a long time ago. So it was refreshing to kind of hear them all again, even though we kind of have been hearing these songs being in rotation. So, yeah, yeah that was
2: cool. Wasn't it omin- ominously named Volume 1 as well?
0: Oh, I think so. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. At, least, at least it just kind of like... If they're gonna just like keep working on songs, like oh, I just I thought about another four songs. Fuck it, yeah, throw out these four EPs and like once it's once there, it accumulates to a, uh, an album. Fuck it, just put them out like that. It works. We love it. We always want gorillas. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, other stuff I had on rotation this week. Oof. So Snow the Product had a new uh, single out called "I'm Good," and fucking a, is she good? Because good, she's just the best, dude god damn it it's just like she just knows how to throw bars and how to fucking how to rap and god to just say she's like the best female rapper is just like is an understatement because she just she can also compare it to a bunch of fucking like of the r- dude rappers and still fucking kill them with it god just like but no the song's called no really i'm good and mm, <laughs> is it just so fucking catchy um i also missed out on calling out her other songs uh really counts and conflays also great fucking songs Um, it's just the reason why I didn't call him out before is because I'm still getting used to YouTube music and it's not putting my recents in a way I'm used to how it was before. So sorry to know the product, but calling him out now and thank you for no really I'm fine. It's a great fucking song. Um other stuff I did have on uh that I was listening to over and over again was My Boy Snot had a single out called Sangria with Denzel Curry. And you can imagine how much I fucking loved it. Yes, yes, I fucking loved it. And Ooh, we're going to get to talk about Snot a little bit later, because I found out something, and boy, do I fucking love it. Um, other than that, um, I'm still down, still going back to Mannequin Pussy. Their, their album, Patience, is just incredible and just really fucking good. Um, I had a thought about, I had a note for them, but I, I can't think about it right now. But yeah, that's pretty much it for all the stuff I listen to. Good stuff, good shit from my end. Uh, Krozen, what did you listen to this week?
1: Um, I'm trying to think that. About- too much new stuff in rotation. Uh Kanye West dropped a new song. Um called uh, Nah Na 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 It's a it's a good trap song. It's he, he drops a lot of he drops a lot of good like funny lines in there like he always does for the most part. And it's it's just a fun, enjoyable song. It's like nothing it's not too long. It's kinda of really, kind of a short song, but you know I like Kanye when he's just like Kind of trolly, and this is one of those trolly songs that he makes, and it's pretty good. Um, other than that, though, just stuff for the playlist, and um, still going back to Twenty One Savage. I think that album's like probably in. I think that's probably in my top five for the year at this point. Nice. because it's like really, really good.
0: It is really good. Was there anything else? No, that's it. Cool, cool, cool. And Keith, what did you have in rotation?
1: Uh,
2: well, first of all, our fans should know that uh, we record issues right before we record this uh, show. And Crozen's uh, not on issues, so he doesn't know that Kanye West actually got three mentions this week on We Have Issues.
0: <laughs> on oh, We Have Issues.
2: Which we got really annoyed with, actually. <laughs> like, I was always like, I don't want to bring him up again, but. <laughs> so, mostly revolving around the fact that he got Kim Kardashian a hologram of her dead father. So, yeah. Um, but I thought you'd be a little pleased to hear about that. So, (laughs) um, what I've been listening to, uh, last week, two things came out that appealed directly to me. First one was the new nothing but thieves album. Um, I like nothing but thieves. They're really great. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they put out the new album. The last album was kind of like a really rock driven, uh, album and they aren't just like a hardcore rock band you know what i mean like they don't they don't just do alternate rock they're a little bit more experimental so um they put out their new album and i was kind of curious as to which direction they were going to go they're going to keep doing that or whatever and nope they went back to kind of be a little bit more of a broad band uh, which is really cool it was really interesting to listen to um big fan of it um it's called moral panic and uh it's totally worth a wa- listen to if you like it uh, it is 11 tracks at 43 minutes. And uh, yeah, uh, especially if you like Nothing But Thieves, check it out. The other big new thing I listened to was I listened to the new Bruce Springsteen album.
0: Uh, nice. Letter How was to it? You.
2: Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, it was very mellow. Okay. Um, so I, I literally was laying in bed listening to it. And uh, it, it's very relaxing it's uh it's Bruce Springsteen you know he's just this killer songwriter you know what I mean like yeah. that's what he's known for so um, I just genuinely enjoyed it I, I, I can't really say much more about it check it out uh, there's some really really great um uh, like I said lyrics in there there's a song called house of a thousand guitars which was pretty good uh, and there's one called letter to you which I really enjoyed as well so uh, great album uh, Bruce still got it uh and then other than that I mostly listen to stuff for the list except um I f- so this is going to be the third show I've mentioned this on this week but <laughs> me and Liz rewatched the Hunger Games. <laughs> and um <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> and so uh one thing I forgot about the Hunger Games is the soundtrack is really fucking good. <laughs> like especially for a YA uh, movie which they can kind of be a little meh. Uh, it's really, really good. And uh, I listened to the Hunger Games soundtrack quite a bit, especially um, during the credits. It's actually the third song in the credits, so I wasn't even paying attention at that point. We, we just left it on. Um, the Lumineers were playing, and it's the song um, "Gale song, which is funny because the guy's name is Gale, but it has nothing to do with that. It's about when. Uh, but... Um, it was really good and I, it's off the cleopatra album which is one of my favorite albums so i ended up falling down a uh, uh lumineer's Hall as well so um once again it was it's just kind of a melancholy week for me so it was a lot of laying in bed and listening to mellow music so uh yeah um uh, but yeah that's pretty much all i listen to besides what we need to do for the list so cool, cool, oh, and cool. Fickle friends always fickle friends let's go
0: <laughs> excellent of course fickle friends um oh yeah before I forget, um, before we start recording, um, I did find this new single from Deftones, who re-recorded "Knife Party" with uh, another band called Purity Ring. How if you guys ever heard of it? I, lo- I really love fucking Purity Ring. They're, they're a good, they're a good band. Different, definitely on the in, on the indie side. So to hear them yeah. kind of collab, to hear them collab with uh, Deftones was exciting, especially because if you actually like both projects. And it was exactly kind of what I want, what I expected, and kind of what I wanted from from both of them. So a good single, a, a good attempt at kind of like rehashing an old song from from White Pony. So did, did you listen to it, Cousin?
1: Yeah, it's. I really liked it actually. I forgot to mention Yeah.
0: That. But yeah, I'm
1: excited for the rest of the album actually because um the 25th anniversary release of White Pony is coming out, and they're releasing the remix album Black Stallion with it.
0: Oh, sick. Cool.
1: So it's going to be like whole white pony just like remixed with different artists. So
0: it's going to be. Oh my God. I can't fucking wait. That, that, that'll be a good one. Well, all right then. Moving on from our recommendations, we get down to our sweet, ever growing infinite playlist. The theme is best live music. Now, this is a cool one because at first, I mean, like when I was like way younger, I was kind of like indifferent about live music. It was like, it was just always like the crowd part before i got to like the song part and yeah but it wasn't until i actually kind of like got got around to like holding a guitar in my hands or I actually started getting into music where i was just like finding like the find finding why live tracks can be so magical and like like the, the reason why like they, they can just sometimes make the song for the better or you, you go or after that you or you grow up and you actually go to a an actual concert and you appreciate why those people are actually screaming on those tracks and it's just you're one of them you're one of those people I was just you paid your money to just scream your lungs out to sing your favorite songs verbatim with your favorite uh, band and live tracks really became a whole different a whole different thing for me um how do you guys how do you guys feel about live tracks the live albums I'll go over to over uh I
1: really love live music for the most part uh, I love listening to live albums I think hearing songs like at its rawest form is really something like you'll get you hear songs from like the radio regular studio albums and there's a lot of production in them but just to hear how they perform them live it brings like this rawness to any song that you listen to mm-hmm. especially rock music um yeah i just love live shows in general really like the crowds are always fun and just meeting new people enjoying the same thing it's always great
0: yeah and 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 i've been really having fun this like obviously like i love doing the show with you guys but it's been fun that we've been having these themes recurring like like when we did Amber's amp and now best live music because fuck yeah you just said like i I fucking love going to live music even if it's not like a big concert for one of my favorite bands but just to go see go to a small show like just to, to a fucking tocada in san luis it's just like i miss the live music so fucking much but uh keith what are your thoughts
2: I actually tend not to like live tracks. Um, I like going to concerts. Don't yeah. get me wrong; I love witnessing live music, but live al- or live albums especially, um, it has to be a special album for me to like it. Mm-hmm. And um, part of this is the crowd. Um, <laughs> I-, I just sometimes the crowd detracts from the song, and it really bothers me when it happens. And I'll give you a good example: uh, <laughs> a song that is an honorable mention for mine is if you listen to the the blue album for Weezer, uh, mm-hmm. the deluxe edition, it has a bunch of like live tracks and demos and stuff. It's great. And they do a live version of Surf Wax America, which is my favorite Weezer song. And uh, when they get to the really slow part where they're like, you take your car. Like it's really slow and low, and the music all kind of fades out. They're trying to like build this moment, and you hear it dude in the crowd going, Smoke Dope! smoke dope (laughs) like it just like (laughs) like it just ruins the track for me so uh when that happens i kind of want to like i want to get away from it like i don't want to listen to live music but there are several that have really kicked out to me yeah we'll be talking about them a bit um and usually it's when the crowd adds to the song oh yeah not takes away from it so that's the main focus of my songs so yeah
0: cool and I got another example for you too, on like where crowds just completely ruin the whole album experience. Yeah. And that is God, the mess that is Blink 22's the Mark and Tom and Travis show. Like that is just nonsensical screams throughout the whole thing. I don't think they even paying attention to the show. I think the whole audience just turned on screaming the whole time. Yeah. God, that that whole album is terrible. But it's like the jokes are the jokes are fantastic, though. That's what makes that all memorable. But no, yeah, like what makes a fucking great live track or live album is just like when they can just transform the songs that you just you thought you knew by heart but it's their songs and they knew it way better than you could ever dream of and when they just do those little slight changes Mm -hmm. those longer solos where just like anything just make that song just feel completely new again just almost always comes from those live tracks and just ah god those memories or or even seeing when they have like the the live session like the live dvds of those performances it's like got to just be part of the shows
2: yeah i i like it when it sounds like the crowd is there to enjoy the music Mm -hmm. not there for everybody to hear them i guess is what i'm saying (laughs) yeah
0: fuck yeah all right we can move on with our actual entries uh sadly no t-dog so we each get an extra pick so thanks t-dog my first pick is actually going to be honoring t-dog um, this is actually my one I was scared of Being a uh, double so that's, <laughs> I was purposely going to say it first as well But that is From the album the, the album is not really It has its own name Radio Ramba Sound System From Mano Chao, And the track I'm picking is Welcome to Tijuana Oh man So they play it twice it's, uh, They open the concert with Bien- Bienvenido a Tijuana And it's like the slow version of the song and then, of course, a few songs later, they come back to this one, and it's "Welcome to Tijuana," and oh god, it just—I could just fucking skate to the whole the whole thing and just It's just in like the speed of a whirlwind because it just drives me that much. It's just so good, <laughs> and then, like towards the end, towards, towards like the end of the track, it's it slows down again, and it does this like transition of like this um uh, almost like a like a rasta like singing in, in this rasta form that he fucking loves to do, and it transitions over to El Viento and god damn it do i i wish it was one of those live tracks where it kind of they they med they medley both both songs into one cuz then it just cuts into its own track for el viento and then by the end of el viento it literally comes back to the por la carretera uh, part for welcome welcome to tijuana so had it my way i would have a medley of both of like it's one track of both of those cuz god damn it they're just it's it's Sky and Reggae, and this fucking guy just has, like, the fastest song. So this is my shortest uh, entry of for this week. Um, but yeah, Welcome to Tehuana by Mano Shao. It's a total fucking party song. Uh, after that, Crozen what do you got for me?
1: Okay. Yeah. okay, I gotta rethink some of this stuff. So, before... pause break <laughs> out of this. Is this best live... Like, we ha- we, ha- we actually have to find the live version of the song.
2: I did.
0: Yes.
1: All right, Then I'm. Because <laughs> he said best live version when he first told me about it. Oh. And so I was just, like, thinking about live version. So. Anywho, so I'll go ahead and hit this real quick. Um, my first pick's going to be a Cohen and Cambria song and it is from the so the special edition of their it's oh they have so many albums i can't i don't even want to think about what number it is from their <laughs> album the color before the sun the deluxe edition that they released later
0: yes
2: curse you disappeared brother Hello? Hello? There you are. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, so Coheed live... and
2: Cambria from the Color Above Deluxe Edition?
1: Yeah. color. So, yeah. Coheed and in- Cambria's Color Before the Sun Deluxe Edition had 10 okay. songs, uh, 10 demos of those songs, and 10 live versions of just random songs that they play. And Coheed and Cambria's best live song is In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3, which is the intro to their second album and also the intro to like almost all their concerts. And this song is just like the perfect live song, like crowd interaction, everything like that. It's like, there's this one part in the middle of the song. It's like a long song too. It's about like seven minutes. Nice. And there's a part in the song where there's this chant. That's just like, whoa, like in being part of that crowd, when that part like hits and like, thousands of people yelling that part at the same time. It's just a really great moment. So, yeah, my first pick's Cody Camria in Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3.
0: Okay, I'll try to finish and type in the, the name of the song. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Keith, first entry.
2: Okay, my first entry is going first simply because someone's going to take it if I don't. Um, the best live album is... Foo Fighters, Skin and Bones, Fight Me. (laughs) It's the best live album. It's incredible. Um, And I'm going with the... This song's actually already on the playlist, but now we have a live version. Uh, Everlong. Uh, I normally don't pick the obvious song. uh, And the entire album is incredible, don't get me wrong. But Everlong closes out the album. They have an orchestra playing with them. (sighs) The crowd is just amazing, singing along with them. Like, you know, when a crowd doesn't sound like they're being aggressive, it sounds like they're just overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And so I absolutely love this version. Uh, I love this album. It's fantastic. So, yeah, Everlong on Skin and Bones from the Foo Fighters. Nice. And it's acoustic, by the way. That's a whole live acoustic album, by the way. <laughs>
0: oh, I, I love Everlong Acoustic, too. It's, God, yeah. it's so beautiful that way.
2: It's great because there's the moment where it's like, you know, the guitar, it's just like the acoustic guitars, like the very beginning and the crowd explodes like just cause they know what's coming. It's just so great. Ah, it's one of my favorite moments. Like it's great.
0: Nice. Well, in that case, I'm going to swap my number two with my number three. Cause my second, my second track will also have a symphony. Oh man. So you guys, you fucking guys last year, something incredible happened. Something that is Fucking rare, that something so rare that this Mexican band gave us this treat. Now, all of us, all of us Mexicans, fucked up back in middle school and high school, where we ded, where we dedicated and wasted this song on whoever the fuck. <laughs> and and last year, this band got to have their MTV Unplugged uh, concert, and. They um, they basically redid the song. They basically gave us a gift of like, hey, you can rededicate this song to your true love now because it's that much more, just that much more special and it just sounds way more beautiful. And that's It Is by Cafeta Cuba. Man, it's it's such a cheesy song. Like, Like, I usually skip the song when it comes on, but fuck what they did with this MTV Unplugged, with the symphony. It's just magic, pure love, magic, and just wow. It's just incredible. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this one because it's a beautiful song, and it just means so much. So yeah, it is by Cafeta Cuba. Keith, I'll send you the, the name of the songs later because yeah, all you. my most <laughs> of my tracks are actually in Spanish. Uh, but yeah, that's my second pick. Cruzan, what's your number two?
2: Cousin,
1: hello. There you are. Yes, uh, what's going on with my mic? Um, anywho, my second pick is going to be a song by a band that I love and hate at the same time, <laughs> nice. and it is "Dance Gavin Dance." <laughs> Dance Gavin Dance is a, I guess, modern post-hardcore band. Uh, they've been going on for a while now. Um they have they're on their third lead singer and they've been with him for a while now. But they re- uh a few years ago they put out an album called Tree City Sessions which is uh them doing songs from all generations of the band with the new lead, with the current lead singer. And the song I'm going to pick from that album is uh carl barker it's a really it's just a really good uh, rock song really uh dance Gavin dance is a is a band with two singers uh one screamo singer and then just a regular like clean singer and it's just a good track like the guitar work is very like intricate and complicated and just the song in general is like just a really great like love song and i really enjoy it a lot so yeah uh dance Gavin dance carl
0: barker Nice. It honestly sometimes it'll be a live track for me to, for for it to turn me around for a band too, and it, it'll all be because it'll you like what you said. You hear that raw effort of like them actually playing the song, then instead of like whatever whatever they fuck around with like at the studio. So yeah, can't wait to listen to this one because I'm just not a band I really I really get into. But yeah, Keith, you're number two.
2: Okay, I am going towards. Um... The best front man I've ever seen live. Um, one of the best performers, period, I think, personally. Live rock performers, at least. Mm-hmm. And indisputably the best lead singer of Black Sabbath. <laughs> Ozzy <laughs> Althorn. Go. Um, <No. laughs> what? What did uh, you say?
1: What?
2: <laughs> it's actually going to be a Sabbath song um so they put out an album in 98 and i remember this coming out because i'm old and it was called reunion and it was for the first time in something like 20 years the original lineup played together okay and i'm going with war pigs it's how they it's how they opened the show and ozzy again he's a showman if you've never seen him live he just plays the crowd like a fiddle it's fucking amazing to witness and he basically makes the crowd cheer before every song, and he won't continue until it gets to a certain audible. It's not like he's <laughs> not one, not one of those things where they're like, "Oh, cheer louder!" and they're like, "All right, here we go." And you're like, "They're not any louder." No, he won't move on until it's louder. Jesus. And so he has fun with a lot a lot of the crowd. He has them all wave their hands and stuff live. He like dumps buckets of water on people in the front row because it's hot and stuff. It's just
0: well, that's good. I fucking... felt like
2: I was at, I felt like I was at church. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, what were you gonna say? Sorry.
0: Oh, I was saying, like, I fucking hate it when it's just like I'm at the front and it's just like hot as fuck and it's just like barely breathable. Yeah. So water. I saw,
2: I saw him at Ozfest. Nice. So it was. It was the end of a very long day. Is what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just great. And War. This version of Warpegs is great. If you know War it's very much a call and answer kind of song. How it's structured. And that's how he sings it. He sings the first line, the crowd sings the second line. He sings the third line, the crowd sings the fourth line. Ooh,
0: that's good. And it's
2: so good. Like, and it, because, like... You know, the lyrics for it picks are fucking great. You know, like uh generals gathered in the masses, just like witches at Black Masses, you know, like it's yeah. just like just calling back to him and he just has a blast singing it. It's great. This album is incredible. It's my favorite or my first favorite live album. It's actually the first live album I purchased because as I said, I'm not a fan of them. But my friend in um school who was really into metal made me listen to it and I'm like, Well, I'm buying that. So <laughs> I did. And it's incredible. So yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. My my the first live a live album I bought was at Hastings, no less. Was um uh the Misfits' Evil Live? Mm. It was like one of their first albums. And the reason why I actually really fucking love that album is again what Crozen said. That album, by no means, should be a good album, but it is because it just it encapsulates it like the fucking feel, like energy and spirit that is punk rock in that shitty. Like audio take that—that that is that album, but it just makes it sound that authentic, that, that, that authentic punk sound, which is what—which what makes it so fucking good. So I highly recommend it. Evil Live, it's really good. Um, but yeah, what's the what's going to say about? Oh yeah, your pick is this—is this also your second pick that from a pick that we've had before? I think T Dog did War Pigs, and you did another live track that we've had, so that's cool.
2: I didn't think we had War Pigs. I thought we had a different Sabbath song, maybe I'm mistaken.
0: Or is, uh, maybe I'm mistaken too, but I'm pretty sure T Dog brought up war of pigs. Because I, I brought up like people not getting black style, or that being a political song. But um but anyway, that's cool though. We got two two of the a live one on the studio one for it and for good great songs anyway, so it's a win. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Alright. My number three is so I was gonna do my whole like try to try to squeeze in a sneak in a, a pick from uh comfort y musica para volar from Soft Stadium because I said I would put that whole album as well into this uh playlist <laughs> from that all live album but I literally remembered the, it is um, MTV Unplugged. Now I didn't want to put two MTV Unplugged on this one, but I did want to put Saw Steady" on this. So I'm still going to do that. <laughs> and this is going to be from their uh, final, like from uh, El Ultimo Concierto, their final concert, um, side B, because they hit this like side A and side B because they have so many classics. And the song I'm picking is Un Millon de Años. Un Millon de Años de Luz. Oh, fuck. I love the song so much. (laughs) Like, so something has to be said that should be said about Gustavo Cerati is that he was an amazing guitarist as well. Like this guy would make playing the guitar look easy. Like, obviously you have your Hendrix that would make it look incredibly hard. Like, just like, just because they're legends. But Gustavo Cerati had the style to just like have all these catchy, like great riffs, all these like great noises come out of this guitar but you see these live tracks and it's just like, how are those like he makes it look so easy the way he's just like I'd get lost doing those chords? Like, or going, going up the neck and having those specific chords that you, you see him do. To not to be looking at the crowd, focus on the mic, and to just know that you're pulling off your last performance as so, as the band, and not looking down at the neck to see if you're gonna fuck up your notes. Dude, dude god damn it, that, that dude is like was perfect every single fucking time. Damn it, do I miss him so much? Like he should. <laughs> Another one that was just like, he left us too soon. I mean, like, there should have been more music instead of, like, him going, like, sleeping through that coma. But, fucking A. Like, this concert was just is so fucking good. It also has, like, an iconic, like, closer with uh, the Musica Ligera, but I didn't want to go with that one just necessarily. At least, maybe not yet. But this song is just fucking rules. It's just, it's so catchy. Like, the way he just, mm, the way he just sings it, just, uh, I could just go off on the song all day long. But, yeah. Un millón de Años de Luz by Saw Stereo from El Ultimo Concierto B. And Crosin, what's your number three?
1: Number three is from a band called Fair to Midland. Um, this band is probably this band would probably be probably my favorite band if they didn't break up because like they broke up and were never heard from again in that sense and you know they had a lot of problems they fell into debt and all that stuff It was they came out at a total, totally wrong time hmm. but the singer Daryl Souther has probably the craziest vocal range out of any singer I ever heard in my life because he, he sings in this very like high pitched soprano but then he has like the when he screams he screams with like the like the lowest like like growl scream that you'll probably hear like in black metal almost. So it's like really like uh, contrasting different sounds from one singer. And I just love that band so much. Uh, I really wish they would somehow come back. I think the fact that independent music is like so easy to strive off now that I think they could make a comeback. But unfortunately, uh, they've all moved past. they move all moved on, basically. But uh, the song I'm going to pick is... A song from their EP, uh, "Drawn and Quartered," and the song's gonna be "A Seafarer's Knot." Uh, this song is just a very, a very good uh, rock song. It's, uh, the band uses a lot of pianos, a lot of like uh, uh, orchestra synths and stuff like that. It's like a really, really good rock song. So, uh, "A Seafarer's Knot" by Fair to Midland.
0: Do, do, do. Crows and hitting me with that new music. Love it all right and keith you're number three
2: all right this one might give me a little bit a little bit of flack from some people um (laughs) my next one's bare naked ladies um (laughs) so (laughs) uh, i love the bare naked ladies i know they get shit i don't give a shit i love them deal with it basically (laughs) so um the song I picked is actually, I think, better live than on the album, mm-hmm. um, because the Naked Ladies have some of the best fans on the planet, <laughs> and they all just want to have a good time and sing with the Naked Ladies. Uh, so uh, the song I picked on their Greatest Hits album, they actually put the live version on the Greatest Hits instead of the album version, which I thought was crazy. Uh, and the song is Brian Wilson, named after the guy from the Beach Boys. Um so it's just a fun song. It's very much a crowd interaction song. It's slow enough that everybody can sing along and have fun. And yeah, once again, I like a live track where people are obviously having fun. And that's basically what this is. So, yeah.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Loving it, guys. I mean, I, I fucking love Bare Naked Ladies. There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, they're so aw. much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good music, you know what I mean? Sometimes you need to be happy. <laughs> yeah, no, Exactly. So for my last one, oh, Jesus, here we go. It's got to be Jeff Buckley for my last one. Mm. Yeah, this is one I, I definitely, I, I've had him just locked down for certain categories. I just, I had to share it. And for this one, it's just to prove his vocal range. Like it's just, God. And the song that I was, by the end, I was kind of like, Teetering between another song, but in the end, I, I knew it had to be the one I I wanted for forever, and that's the, and that's the song Grace. The reason why I chose Grace is because it just it just it it just exudes it just proves his his talent for that angelic voice. Like there's a part where you just like where it just goes so like the way the way he just says slow, it's he it just he's almost like throwing like the bottom of his throat into it. And then because it's like the way the song is just escalating at that point, he just has like these screams that are coming up. And on the second one, he just has this one that just skyrockets you. He just belts it and just goes. And without fail, every single live track, he just hits it and just sets you up into that fucking stratosphere. And God damn it, can that voice just set me off. But God damn it. So, but the version I'm picking, it was... I almost went with the live at Sin E, and that was only because he opens up uh, that track with a beautiful quote. With he says, "The song is about not feeling so bad about your own mortality when you have true love," and that really just like sunk into me. Just because with the way he le- the way he went and just definitely just gone too soon. The like, hearing that, I just have to believe that his true love was always music was like with the way he just had left all of us and it was just like there was just too much fucking talent to just not be heard and not be explored so i could just i have to believe that just like him being so intact with music is why he was just okay with just just saying goodbye to us but before that he could just rock the fuck out like i'm praising his voice but the reason why i love the album grace so much is because to some degree like a if i could when i can if like to make an album it would be like from that same vein where it was just like i wouldn't want to be tied down to just one genre and just make any every other song just be whatever i wanted it to be and that's what he had that's what he gave us for just like that one and this the 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 version i'm picking is uh, from live at olympia it's like the one in, in, the one in paris and mm-hmm. oof, he just by the point, by by the time they get to the song, it's like it's halfway in the, into like into the, the set, and he just like has it's just way it's just like a little bit more aggressive than they usually play it. So you can just hear both sides of just like his talent for it, is like him singing and just like this band can, that can just rock you out and putting those two together in the song. Oh fuck! I just it's one of those where I just like I I wish I could be a part of, like, a part of certain shows that I wasn't able to because of time and. Not being able to time travel and just bullshit, just bullshit of like stuff I would I absolutely love and just hold dear. I just I can't experience it to its at its fullest because physics and bullshit. <laughs> anyway, I just really fucking love the song and I can listen to all the verses just just to hear the slight differences, the slight all but all the similarities and just the fact that he could just do it every single fucking time. That scream, that yell is just so beautiful, so perfect. But yeah, Grace, Jeff Buckley from live at L-Olympia. Uh, so yeah, Crozin, your last one. All right, uh, honorable mentions
1: before I uh, throw this out here. Um, one, I have a grievance that there's so many live albums that aren't on streaming services.
0: Yes. And yes.
1: it is very annoying, and I hate it. Uh, second of all, there's about eight different code in Cambria live albums <laughs> that are also not on streaming services and uh, I would have picked tons of different songs from those other than the one I picked but it's whatever uh also sh- uh honorable mention to search Tankin's the dead symphony
0: oh yes that's a great one i didn't even think about that one
1: that is just a fucking great uh orchestral rendition of his first solo album and that's mm-hmm. like that's so- that solo album rocks by itself but just hearing everything, like, explode with these orchestra. is like, really, really great. And, yeah, uh, that's all I have to say about Honorable Mention for now. But this next one, my actual pick, is by a band that I really, really love. Like, I don't listen to a lot of, like, modern metal for the most part, I think. I don't know, just, like, not a lot of it grabs me but this band in particular is like one of the, my favorite bands out of the modern era and yeah they they are very theatrical i'll say that but they did put out a live album called ceremony and devotion and that band is ghost
2: oh nice i was wondering where you're going with this <laughs>
1: ghost is fucking great like all their albums have been amazing. I at first I didn't like their latest one, but it grew on me after a while because they went more for like a like a like a pop metal type thing that really does work at the end of the day, and it's like really really good. But yeah, their live album, Ceremony and Devotion. Uh, they have a live version of my favorite uh, Ghost song, and that is Cerise. Uh, song is just a very, very good song that like builds slowly throughout the song. Not to the fact that it's like a very quiet song; it's a really like metal rock song throughout. But it starts out, it starts out really dark and very like moody. But then by the end of the song, the guitar is just there's like beautiful guitar chords that just ring throughout the whole song, and it's just a really, really great song it's a really really great band it's singer sings fucking beautifully throughout the whole song the band's fucking great i love ghost so yeah cerise by ghost
0: nice and keith how are you gonna close off the playlist this week
2: uh quick honorable mention to basically every mtv unplugged <laughs> um, yes yeah <laughs> I mean, there's just so many. Honestly, I was paralyzed with choice. Uh, so that's why they're not on here. Um, and also shout out to um, Jimi Hendrix. Mm. This was the time I could have put a Jimi Hendrix song on the playlist, but I chose not to. So uh, he has some insane live versions, but just didn't feel right. So I decided not to. Uh, but Moving on to my actual pick. Uh, I'm picking a band that's not on the playlist. A band that you guys might not even know by name. Uh, because they aren't a really big deal. And to be frank, I don't want to insult them, but they're a one-hit wonder. Um, <laughs> okay. So, they were in the 90s. And they are... They have one of my favorite one-hit wonders of the 90s. And they're a part of this weird alt-rock, but like mellow alt rock movement that was going on uh like your deep blue somethings and uh soul asylum and you know things like that kind of similar to that and uh the band i picked is sister hazel uh the song you will probably know when you hear it (laughs) and it's called all for you um it's a really great song and the reason i'm picking this song is because i love this live version specifically it's off a live album called before the amplifiers and it's literally it's an acoustic set that they did in what sounds like a pretty small place um so it's not like they're not in an arena somewhere they're probably in a bar or something um but it's a it's a full-on acoustic set that they did and um all for you is pretty much their one hit, unless you count your winter, which I don't. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I They'd they never charted. I'm like, it was literally yeah. like these, this '90s like one hit wonder thing, and I think they've been done a really good job of embracing the one hit wonderdom of them or stuff because mm-hmm. they literally go around and play this song everywhere, so they have no problem with that. Um, but yeah, um, you might know it, but like I said, when you hear it, uh, the chorus is hard to say what it is I see in you wonder if I'll always be with you Words can't say, but I can do enough to prove that it's all for you. Mm. It's great. It's great. Um, The reason I like this live version is because the crowd absolutely loves this band. Like, (laughs) and it's fantastic to hear them get like some legit like fans because again, one hit wonderdom and you can tell the, the crowd was just waiting for this song the whole time. And uh, so they play it, and the crowd sings along the entire time. And the second to last chorus, he lets the crowd sing it. And uh, so the crowd sings it, and it's really good. And then it's great because he has to, like, show how good he is. So he could have let them, you know, play it out, but no. Then he had to sing the chorus again just to remind them uh, this is my shit, though, (laughs) basically. Like, I got this. So. It's just really good. It's a really cute, sweet song. It's not very hardcore or anything like that. But I find myself going back to it a lot. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I had one more uh, honorable mention that just occurred to me now, and I'm ashamed of myself. Uh um, I should have thought of this. I should kick one of these off. Um, <laughs>
0: Which one? Uh, what is it? Sarah
2: Bareilles Oh, put out a amazing live album. Um called uh brave enough live from the variety playhouse Mm -hmm. and it's so good i've actually watched this concert live like like as a a movie (laughs) like i said and watched the video of it because i love it so much and um she does some really great ones including covers of sitting on the dock of the bay which i've previously said on this show is better than the original fight me um (laughs) And also Love on the Rocks, Benny and the Jets, and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. So mm-hmm. I should have put that on there. If I had thought of it, I would have, but I did not. So, <laughs> yep, that's it for me.
0: Nice. Um, last honorable mention by me is uh, Slipknot Disaster Pieces. The song and, fuck it, the whole, the whole album, the whole set, <laughs> that, that shit was really good. Like, in their prime, like, right after Iowa, like, the god, that performance is just so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also the, the name of the Scissor Hazel the, before the amplifiers. I actually really fucking love that name.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's just a great name. And it is very much like an indie rock band, but like the idea before they could afford amplifiers, you know, <laughs> like so yeah, it's great.
0: Nice. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys. This pretty much closes up the Infinite Plays for this week. After this, we're moving on to new releases. Oh, boy. I already got spoiled some, some. Not even the one I was already excited for before we started recording. So, but Keith, what do you have on your end for new releases?
2: Uh, I have an Ariana Grande album.
0: Oh yeah, I did see that one.
2: Called Positions, which I'm going to listen to. Uh, also, there's a Busta Rhymes album. I know. We, I think we've been talking about this approaching. Yeah. Um. So, the features on this. Wow. Uh. Chris Rock, uh, MOP, Belbiv DeVoe, ODB, Q-Tip, Rick Ross, Anderson Pac, Rhapsody, Mariah Carey. Like, this is insane. I have to listen to this and see what this is. So It's so long. <laughs> yeah. There's also a new Sam Smith album, so if I feel like being really sad, I'll listen to that. Um, <laughs> there's a new Common album.
0: Ooh. Oh, an album? I thought I was going to see that.
2: Yeah, it's nine tracks, at least. Okay. He does a song with Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, I'm listening to that. (laughs) Um, And Omarion has a new album. And then the one I know you're going to talk about that I'm just going to skip right past and let you talk about it. (laughs) Bring Me the Horizon has a new album. Mm. Don't you like them, Croson?
1: Uh, I liked them before they went up before they decided to give up Screamo and go up. up.
2: Okay, gotcha. Well, this doesn't look like it's gonna be a positive one for you because they have a feature with Youngblood. <gasps> they have a song with baby metal. What? Uh... it's called King Slayer. Well we gotta listen to that Husway.
0: So I mean like listen to the one, fine. I'll listen to the one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah.
2: There's also a new U two album, but it's not on my phone, so that's a positive move.
0: That's good. Um, <laughs>
2: and a new eels album i haven't seen a new eels album in years so that's cool i'll check that out too um that's all i got uh, anything for you this way?
0: yeah a few actually so remember was it last week or the week before i said uh the Trippy red was trolling with us with the, the spooky sounds ep which is mm-hmm. just like literally nothing well and then and the whole reason was because like he used the the cover art for that for what he was supposed to make his new album well his new album is actually out it's called pegasus and it's i'll actually get holy shit it's 26 songs it's longer than than the busted rhymes one i might listen to this uh anyway another one that was to my surprise atmosphere put out a new fucking album called the day before halloween i'm for sure gonna listen to that fucking shit fucking love me some atmosphere and yes of course my boy Snot really is released his new fucking album and boom I'm fucking excited. Oh god, let me get the fucking name for it. I just had it, but then I went away talking about something else. But anyway, Snot's out with the album called Beautiful Havoc, and I've heard three songs from it already. Yeah, Revenge, Mean, and Sangria already came out. So those are all fantastic songs. Can't wait to listen to the other ones. I only got to listen to was it the first one? And then yeah, and then by the time we listen to the second one, um, was which was Revenge, we already started recording. So, good. it's only 20 minutes long, super short, but I'm going to love it. Two albums in one year? Fuck yeah. Thank you, Snot. At least you're fucking busy. At least you're doing something. Um, other than that, the last thing I also saw, uh, fucking, I'm not sure, or there's probably a reason why there's a re-release, but uh, Stank- Stankonia, uh, fucking Outcast, has a, a deluxe re-release. So that's huh. pretty cool.
2: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, Stankonia. And for it on the, I guess towards the back end, it's just I'm trying to see what what could be new. I guess it just remixes. Oh, some acapella Miss Jackson is so fresh, so clean. And uh, bombs over, and bombs over Baghdad. Fuck yeah. Okay. So yeah, all to sta- uh, Stankonia again.
2: Yeah, totally. It's a great album.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a novel T shirt of um of the the cover art, but it's a uh, Darth Vader and Palpatine, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, and how uh uh. uh Andre's like throwing out his fingers, uh, throwing out his hands in the cover. Yeah. It's Palpatine throwing out the, the lightning. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, and Crizon, anything on new releases on your end? Uh, not really. Uh, there's a new
1: Ill Bill album. Ill Bill's is a, a really good hardcore rapper. Uh, somewhat, he, he, he teeters on between hardcore and horrorcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his album, La Bella Medusa, is out has a lot of good features from a lot of hardcore rappers that I really enjoy. So that's pretty cool. Um, There's a Freddie Gibbs single. Nice. Uh, Yeah, nothing too crazy this week on my end.
0: And also a Rob Zombie single is the last thing I I saw. What? The Triumph of King Freak, A Crypt of Preservation. I guess it cuts off. It's a a long fucking title.
2: That's cool. I'll have to check that out. (laughs)
0: Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than that, I'm not really seeing anything new. Thank you guys for your recommendations for new stuff. Uh, moving on, we have. Ooh, what's that? Oh, never mind. That's something. Else. Something for. Um, I thought it was a hybrid theory thing, but it's uh, the bunny, the bear in the end. Oh, I guess it covered it because it has the hybrid theory cover on it. Mm, I might give that a shot since i have the 20th anniversary. But anyway, Keith, do you have the roulette ready? I do. Sweet. What it's gonna be?
2: Next week's category is coffee house. Ah, oh, nice. This is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. The I'm chill very, Yeah, so it doesn't have to be like you know white guy with acoustic guitar music, but it's, but it's gonna be like chill music. So that's yeah, cool. totally good.
0: I'll, I'll like this section because I like to chill out to music. Lot, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, this would be a good one. I fucking love it. Cool. I'm one song ready i'm one artist ready at least like for for this one
2: the first one that popped into my mind was sister hazel so <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice.
0: yeah all righty then so moving on we're closing off listeners thank you so much for listening to this podcast of course you know where to find us on this podcast because you're already listening to this podcast but if you choose to cho- uh, choose a different source for podcasting we're going to be there. I promise you. You're, you'll find us. Geek Network. That's us. Uh, as far as uh our social media handles, we have them. And you can find them at geek-network.com. It's our website. You can find a bunch of cool stuff there, too. And our actual Geek Network uh handle, I'll give you that one. It's GN Podcast with an S at the end. And that shit is anywhere and everywhere. You can find us there. You can ask us questions. And, yeah, you can love us there, too. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys.